You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. Uh, this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. And Abby in Boulder, Colorado. Hey, Tim, what episode is this? This is episode 207. Thanks for asking, oh, Matt. Um, cool. I think it's great that we have Abby here to uh, really sp- uh, spruce up this podcast. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, Abby has a brand new microphone, so everything's going to be going well, and it's gold, and it's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Abby, you can't hear uh, the gold. Congrats on the new it. microphone. Um, I Thank mean, this you. is just great. Yeah. I mean, I listened to the last episode that I was on randomly, the the hilarious one that I wasn't actually supposed to be on, mm-hmm. and then and I was listening <laughs> to that one, and I was like, man, I just sound terrible. Those Apple iPhone headphones need to be replaced no. it was about time now yeah. they weren't the greatest you're this, in the, this you're, one's nice though crystal clear crystal yeah. clear and you're, you're in the midst of the season we were just talking in the podcast green room that uh you're back in boulder um but you do have mm-hmm. some uh big racing uh blocks coming up over in uh, uh europe yep yeah and nationals which is always an experience where, um where is nationals this year knoxville tennessee Nice. And I had to think about it for a second. No, it used to be Chattanooga, little guy. I think difference. Oh, really? Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is Knoxville in Tennessee or is it in? Oh. No, it's it's in Tennessee. We'll, we'll yeah. edit this out in post, but it's okay. in Tennessee. Um, it's uh, wait, why did it go the home from of the University of Tennessee? Why is it is it only in Tennessee for now on? Is that the is that what happened? Like Tennessee won the bid, and now it's just got to move from city to city. Yeah, and, and it was in Chattanooga for like years and years and years yeah. in a row because of um volkswagen yeah it's and volkswagen. then it moved to winston-salem for one year and winston-salem was like no we can't deal with this and so then they moved it to Ch- to knoxville huh i okay. believe they're only an hour and a half apart so they're easily con- confused um but yeah. knoxville's a great town uh fantastic town way better than memphis Oh yeah, I've already scoped out all of the good coffee shops on Yelp, so I'll be hitting up some some of the coffee shops. I mean, is, so is Knoxville climby? Like Chattanooga was very climby. What's I don't know what Knoxville's uh, like. I've never been there. There's one climb. It's like I don't even I don't know if it's even a K, and it's really steep. And then the rest of the course is on uh, like a highway, back and forth on like a freeway. <laughs> that sounds great. Knoxville's got some great mountain biking. Um, okay. Awesome. And little guy, you would get a kick out of this. It was home to the World's but Fair, I... so you're gonna oh, have yeah, to go. Oh yeah, it was. Uh-huh. They have a um, architectural significance because that's where the Simpsons went, and yeah. they went and they saw and they saw Andy Williams. Exactly. I bet you that the podium is at the base of the uh, the World's Fair tower, the Sun Sphere, I believe, is what mm-hmm. it's called. For all of our Knoxville listeners. Oh, that's funny. Last year it was under an overpass. Wow! Really, way wow. to just. Ruined my uh, parade. 
So lots of things to discuss. Um, we, we've, we've been out of it a little bit, so I think that we need to, to get back into the, um, the, the rhythm of things. And Spencer, I'm going to just uh, shoot this off to you uh, right away. We got okay. an email from Cedric Henley, and he said, did you lose the last episode so you wouldn't have to anoint the ostrich climber, the widely coveted world's greatest cyclist of the wheat? Or was it just karma, hoping for the latter? Cedric. Um, <clears throat> that I believe is... he's talking about Chris Froome. Was he the greatest cyclist of the week? Greatest in cyclist the in the world of the week. Um, no, that would be, that's a pretty good, I'm glad he has his tinfoil hat on. I like that. I appreciate the effort. Um, that was not the reason the lost episode was lost. Although, um, you know, if, if, if I were going to choose him, it would be a good reason to lose the episode. But, um, you know, as the, um, judge, jury, and executioner of the greatest cyclists of the world this week, uh, trophy, it wasn't going to be Chris Froome regardless. I will just, is it, I'll just put that out there. Is it Rachel Atherton who destroyed everybody today at the UCI World Cup in well, Austria? Now, this last episode was two weeks ago, so I'm going to say no, it wasn't Rachel Atherton today. Uh, it would have been somebody else. Okay, because I don't know if you watched the race today, but Rachel Atherton was on fire, qualified 16th, and then destroyed it to yeah. win. Yeah. So she was... should be the greatest cyclist of the world two weeks ago this week. That makes sense. Po- possibly. That makes sense. We'll we'll see when we get to that segment. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, she put in she put in a great performance. I did watch that. I caught it on the Red Bull TV. Uh, pretty pretty awesome to see. Did you have a chain? She did. Oh, see, then it doesn't count because I, as far as I'm aware, I'm not that into downhill. But I thought you were not allowed to have a chain. Well, so last week she did it without the chain, and she got third place. Well. And it just kind of feels like cheating with the chain. It's like when we would do Super Bowl back in the day and someone with gears would win. That's cheating. Yeah, that was cheating. Abby, are you a fan of downhill racing? It's really fun to watch. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, that's oh, being a fan. Yeah. No, let's not pretend that anybody's going to yeah. ride down a mountain that oh, fast no. like We're on this podcast. It. Absolutely was, not. Uh, I don't think I've ever like watched it on Red Bull TV. Like I don't think I've ever watched a downhill race, but like when I was in collegiate and doing collegiate mountain biking, the downhill was always like such a spectacle. It was so much fun. Yeah. Okay. So like I mean like it's fun to watch in person. Mm-hmm. I've never I'm assuming it's really fun to watch on Red Bull TV as well. Cause you know who actually watches it every time there's a world cup downhill, uh, Ruth Winder is like, are you watching? And I'm like, no, Ruth, I'm not watching. (laughs) I highly recommend it and it's free. And once now after you've watched or I've watched a couple, cause I just started getting into this cause someone else told me like, why aren't you watching it? Mm-hmm. And now I started to learn like some of the differences between the the riders and mm-hmm. you, like the different tactics and then the different lines that they take. It's really cool. Um, Does anyone use the Theo the, Boss line? Is the, no. <laughs> the Theo Boss line right next to the fence and just get everybody else out of the way? Yeah. And hopefully crash them. Yeah, that one. No. Oh, okay. But today was pretty cool because Aaron Gwynn got second, the American. Ooh, but he actually wait. Does he ride for Yeti? I I thought he's on no. uh, YT. YT. Damn it! But Did he, he used to ride for Yeti. Probably no. YT's probably. just Yeti with less letters. 
They just forgot <laughs> to put some of the letters and, on the bike. And you and you buy it online. And the um but Aaron Gwynn has won this race at this uh, this race course previously without a chain to go back to little guy. Mm-hmm. And they were talking all about that. But the, um, the win was for Armory Perone, who now is two weeks in a row of winning uh, world cups. Uh, the new French upstart, pretty awesome. Highly recommend it. Rachel Atherton won the woman's side. We don't need to get too much into it, but I, I thought it was great. So highly recommend uh, watching it. Um, we do need to like follow up on a couple of things. The main one being Velo Games. Now I won our Velo Games competition. So did you? Nobody knows if you really did. So this is another thing that was lost on the last episode is uh, the the question mark, the asterisk next to your victory in Velo Games because yeah, I just don't know. Um, Sounds like fake news to me. There's there's some no questions. Proof. There's some questions we have a no frum rule, but we also like that should spill over to being no. a no favorites rule. No, which Tom no. Dumoulin counts, and uh, subtracting those points, you finished I, a solid second. I think second. from here forward, it's a no tall time trialist rule. I think that should be an easily applicable rule. Like generally, GC or not, no tall time trialists. All yeah. right, whatever. I won. <laughs> you. Won. I don't really care. Yeah, it's because fine. good job. We had these. We have a second Banjo Brothers saddlebag that we need to give away. Yes. And we, as we decided, it was going to be by the best team names. And the three of us could not come to an agreement. And we were like, we need someone probably a little bit smarter than us that actually knows about racing um, to decide if these team names are going to be what really um, you know gets the best out of the team. Because you, you know, if I was racing for Al's sheet metal, I probably wouldn't be giving it my all, right? But if sure. I was racing for like, capital city meets like i do like the local um neighborhood meat market i would probably be tearing it up all the time so abby comes in abby fellow games I'm team here. names you you yeah. have you're going to be giving away a banjo brothers yeah. bag yeah should we bag. a lot of pressure right yeah. now we should remind uh, uh the listeners of the nominations we gave last week tim um so we had the village people we had no judge or jury we have no judge or jurage. You have to explain that it's yeah, jurage. Yeah, jurage yeah. Sagan. Yeah. Um yeah. we had the top Velo Games team of the year this week. We had my boyfriend is making me do this. Uh a tribe called Quick Quickstep and Double Decker Mustache Bars. So those those are the ones we nominated. Uh they were the finalists and uh we're we're going to put the ball over to uh Abby um, to make the final selection. All right. So when I heard, when I was listening to the podcast that I was making the selection, I came up with <laughs> rules. Thanks for listening. For myself. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and I made a rule that if there was any reference to bowel movements, it was an automatic disqualification. <laughs> Fair. So um, that's fair. So yeah. I'm happy to see that in the finalists, there is no bowel movement jokes. That's good. We, um, we keep things pretty I, highbrow here on the Slow Ride podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a family show. So with that in mind, I actually <laughs> want to shout out a couple terrible mentions. Okay. Um, the Slow Ride Pod B team. Yeah. Is that one of you guys? That's excellent. That's me. <laughs> Oh no! It's <laughs> the best name. No, that's a bad name. That's a bad name. Love it. <laughs> Take it back, Abby. Take it back. 
I can't. I no, can't. Okay. I wrote it I down. Like it. It's written down. That's great. Um, but that see now you know the story behind it and it makes more sense. Yeah. Uh Tom Dumpelon. Dumpelon? <laughs> yeah. Dumpelon? That's a pretty bad one. That was a bad good one. Um and the Bazinga national team. <laughs> terrible Jesus. name. Whoever came up with that wow. name is Ruthless. Just Ruthless. Just awful. I don't know if they have any kind of creativity in their brain space. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> watch out for the bus. All right. Well, just so get, we'll keep our eyes on the email and wait for the friendly email from those folks. <laughs> it's Tom's. He's not going to email uh, you. Of the ones that you guys mentioned, the only two that I thought were super rad, because actually I made a list and those are all on it, but two of the ones that I really like are, are, are we ready for this? Okay. That's pretty good. Very he wasn't solid. ready. That's the, the answer. To he, the was question. <laughs> he was not ready. Not <laughs> ready. <laughs> um, trouble. Okay. Just super straight and to the yeah. point. Aaron, Aaron, um, there was also. <laughs> I like it. There was a bunch that referenced Bob Youngle's hair, which oh, I yeah. automatically mm. love because I love Bob Youngle's hair. But he wasn't even racing, so why would you? Let's but that's see. not the point. I love those names. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's great. You know? it's great. Memories. Yeah. Um, but for the winner, does anyone want to do a drum roll? We'll put it in post. <laughs> the winner is a tribe called Quickstep. Yay! Yes. Right. And the crowd goes wild. I, that was my favorite uh, so one. Good, I oh. highlighted that one when I made my list because nice. I was like, that's a great name. And they had a really great Jiro, so that kind of adds I, to it a little bit. I think. I, I think we all agree with that decision. Yeah, uh, that's why yeah. it's such a good on the name. pod. So. Definitely a solid choice. So that would, a tribe called Quick Step by five oh three uh, was the DS of that team on Vela Games. So if uh, if you're out there and listening, shoot us an email, slowradpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we will get you set up with the Banjo Brothers bag. And I'm Actually, sorry for terrible mentions. Who got mentioned? <laughs> it's not personal. They deserve I, it. It's me. <laughs> so the other big race that was going on this week, of course, is the Daphne. In uh, France, and Dauphine. Um, thank yeah. you. Um, Pelizzotte was there. So, do you guys think it's a crime that he's never won? I think it is. I got to be completely honest. <laughs> I have not. Um, I have not watched any of it at really? all. None. Um, no. Yeah. What I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of reading lately. <laughs> oh no! And, um, it's back. It's the back. Karen Thomas book is back. <laughs> Bikes hurt. When I ruptured my spleen, it was the stack of spacers on the top of my stem that I landed on, not well, the that's road. why you got to slam that stem. This was the classic excerpt from the Grant Thomas <laughs> book, The World of Cycling, according to G. Now you're a winner of the Daphne. Daphne. <laughs> um, well, he, he did crush it. I mean, he's not my favorite rider, no. but I'll, I'll give him that. He he looked really fast, probably too fast for a month out of the tour. You know, I would just like to point out that Garrett Thomas was not the most impressive sky rider at the race. Who do you think was the Ooh. most impressive? I th- I say this completely out of bias, but also because, but I think that people will agree. People of Twitter will agree that Teo Gegenhart was the most impressive rider there. 100%. Yeah, he was really especially impressive. today. 
Yeah. Well, especially I don't know on much Sunday. About, yeah. I don't know much about Tao Gigan Hart, except other than that he like <laughs> crushed it for the um the Hammer series last year. Yeah. Right? And he was like Egon Bern Bernal's right hand man at um California yeah California and uh, and like all of Colombia is now like in love with Teo because he helped Egon win the oh, tour nice. of California never. but they can't pronounce his name so they call him skinny redhead kid oh that's great you never have to buy a beer in Colombia I'm totally taking that skinny redhead kid <laughs> skinny redhead white kid well, really white skinny redhead kid is he even gonna make Something the tour like team though I mean like Sky is so stacked that like that Thomas will be working for Froome. It's like I don't know. I feel like I heard somewhere that Froome so, and Thomas are going to be co-leaders, which, as we all know, works every time. Oh yeah, so perfect. that's just that'd be great. They're just saying that so they can re-sign Thomas. Once they get ink on paper and he gets that contract extension, they're gonna they're gonna actually say, by the way, Froome's the leader. <laughs> yeah, that may so, happen, and it will make for a really great sequel to his book. Yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm gleaning from this conversation most is that we need to teach Colombians the term ginger. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't so have a lot of gingers down in Colombia. I've, I've just been working it through uh, here while you guys have been discussing this, and I think uh, I think I've come up with the perfect nickname. Okay. I think I think we should go with Bazinga Ginger. Bazinga. What do you What do you think? I don't know. Is this because of ben Bazinga national team? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. I think it sounds great. I think so too. And it's easier to pronounce and easier to remember than is actually Easier name. to pronounce than Teo? Well, then the whole thing, <laughs> which I can't even do justice to because I don't have it in front of me to read it uh, or to attempt to read it. Teo's not that. Um. Uh, yeah, Bazinga Ginger works. Okay. What what are the other major takeaways besides um, uh, Bazinga Ginger and Garrett Thomas? Is it Yates looking good? Roman Bardet? I mean, what? Yeah, I didn't watch fine. it. Tell me why I should care about the, uh, the Critium. I'd say it's kind of it's a little mixed this year because it's we're so far out at the tour and the field was a yeah. little light and everybody seemed on pace. You know, like Nibali seemed off the pace in the way he always seems off the pace before the tour, and then he's good. So everything seemed. Everything seemed to be going to plan. It just seemed kind of like, okay. Dan Martin had a like pretty good showing. That's true. I mean, he won a stage. That's true. He's back. Spencer? I, I saw I saw there was also a panda incident. Yeah, the panda uh, on panda course. fell. Oh, yeah. Panda got hit by a motorbike. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I hate that team. So I was really hoping he would just keep having a bad year. No offense, Dan. He seemed like a nice guy, but yeah, but you, you but you want him to have a good year and be able to go to a different team. Well, I think if his stock really falls, then he'll he'll end up back at Cannondale and he'll be working for Michael Woods. Go Team Canada. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know, Maybe. little guy, the Americans and the Canadians, uh, it's kind of a rough relationship right now. That's true. We're um, not getting along super well right now. I'm trying to just, uh, you know, I'm trying to suck up to the Canadians right now just to make sure if I have to make my exit north quickly, <laughs> um, yeah. I can That's fair. do that That's fair. and I'll get into the country. So I'm going to get like a Michael Woods supporter t-shirt or something and just keep it in the van at all times. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah. super nice. We'll probably let you in. Yeah. <laughs> Did... Is it anything else to take away? Because I want to get to the fact that Matthew Vanderpool beat Nasir Buhani in a sprint today. Oh, did he? 
Let's talk about that. That sounds way cooler. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a uh, little known race, the Rendezvous van Limburg. It actually is a 1.1 okay. and Vanderpool one. So he's not racing mountain bikes right now. Probably because his wrist still hurts a little bit. Yeah. So he's out there crushing Nasir Buhani. Remember him? Yeah. That's got to be a blow to Buhani since he he finally won a few races and was like going to make the team for the make the tour team actually for Kofidis and then he gets beat by a mountain biker. Now has, has Buhani ever won a tour stage yet? No. Right? I don't think no. so. So no. and then remember he had the broken hand from the yeah. like the fist fight at the hotel. He's got some kind of bad luck. Wait, so he kind of want him to win. So he lost. Jimmy to Casper won a stage. Bad luck, Tim. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, like bad luck he broke his hand when punching bad, someone's face. I mean, bad, you know, it's bad like, decisions. I think he makes bad decisions. He may make well, some bad I don't decisions. know if it's a bad decision. Maybe it's just bad technique. I mean, anybody that like Sure. You know, keep the wrist straight. Mm-hmm. I could give you that. Okay. So he lost a sprint and then Navarro just got like reeled in at the last minute uh by Yates today. So Confidus with a real Confidus kind of day. Hey, Abby, you're the professional cyclist in the group here. What's the best excuse you've ever heard for someone missing a race besides a fist fight at the team hotel the <laughs> night before? That might be the best excuse. Like you never had someone who's like, ah, I can't race, you know, drank a little bit too much last night. You don't need to say names, but like, you know, nothing like you. I know somebody who just straight up missed the start. <laughs> like didn't oh. set their alarm. Yeah. Was it one of us just here like on this podcast? showed up late and then tried to chase oh. and that didn't go well. Yeah, that's yeah. not they tried gonna to go chase. well. Wow. They did try to chase. They were like uh, they were like, Well, you can still start if you can catch them. Oh, that's but brutal. we can't just like let you Yeah. Was it a um was there like daylight savings time the night before? Like there's a clock change and they showed up at the start line an hour late? Um, well, no, but I but I would also like to point out that it was an entire team. What? <laughs> oh man, that wow. directors. So potentially, like they just didn't know the start time, which I think is like pretty. That's a very rookie mistake. Yeah, so they that's te- like beyond rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah that's pretty bad. <laughs> they team time trials to catch back on. Yeah, I guess they could so, at least draft behind the team car a little bit. I mean, it's not like the race officials would be back with the team that wasn't in the race. Oh, yeah. You, you, this, I don't this think is... it was that high cla- high <laughs> uh, of a race okay. that there were exactly. team cars. Ah, uh, it's too bad. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. So I was going to say, all, all, all you need to do is ride until you're out of sight of the officials, turn the corner, and then get in the team car, catch up to the Peloton, <laughs> and then get back out, you know? Yeah. Or behind the broom wagon. Yeah. Hey, Abby, have Great you ever idea. done races with team caravans? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so quick question for you. When you go back to the team caravan... Do you judge the cars that are back there? Like you're like, oh, someone's got a Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> totally not going to be taking water from that one. Well, mm, I usually just take water from my own car. <laughs> I guess yeah. I didn't mean that. I get. I guess do you <laughs> do you judge the teams by their cars? Because I remember at Nature Valley Grand Prix, some of the teams would bring in like rent some fancy cars, like a convertible that would have one bike hanging out of the back. <laughs> trunk like like the director didn't even care he's like i'm in a convertible because i'm going 20 miles an hour on the side of the hillier you know cannon valley mm-hmm. anything like only that? when it's like really like a super cool car do i notice it even um like most of the time i probably won't even notice what a car is but uh sunweb has minis that's pretty rad 
That is pretty rad. Do they have minis? And Hollowesco Citadel has minis in the caravan. Yeah. Oh wow. Pretty pretty badass. Is that a big um, enough car for all the stuff you need? I mean, I it has to work. I guess they, they make it work. <laughs> the mechanic um, needs so, to like have the guy in front of him get out. Tim, we we uh, last year on Colavita <laughs> we didn't have a team car, so every race we just rented a for uh, is it i don't know if it's a ford a flex is that yeah. a ford okay yeah, ford. Yeah. yeah we just had like a ford flex every race which was really well, that's funny. pretty good big old box yeah yeah it was just a box yeah so tim are you trying to throw back to uh you know when people used to um caravan vehicle size uh a la rock racing when they had the cadillac yeah. uh, escalades and all that and because- it was all the way to the back those are pretty much the only vehicles I remember from the caravan back when I was uh, doing feeds uh, in the uh, Nature Valley Grand Prix for some of the teams. And um, But I also remember Team Jameis, one of the women's teams, I think, at the time. This was a while ago. Um, they had a, a like a Ford Econoline van that they were using for the feed zone um, that did back into the front of your Jetta that I was driving, Tim, and put yeah. a hole in oh. the front bumper. I, re- I remember that quite well. That happens a lot. <clears throat> it was pretty good because, you know, I was borrowing Tim's car and brought it back with a hole in the front. It yeah, it was, yeah, it's it super awesome. common for them to rear end each other and whatnot. Yep. Yep. Tim found out the hard way. Yeah, I didn't, the I didn't Acura know. The Acura that the rally men's team had at Tour California this year was pretty rad. Nice. I see it downtown. I. <laughs> it's full That's of cliff right. bars, little guy. That's right. I forget that the rally team is uh, headquartered out of uh, yeah. Minneapolis. I so see their Acura go, uh, rolling around. I see, usually see it parked in front of uh, Crown Roller Mill, um, but I don't what, usually what? see it rolling. There's no one in it. So, I, I mean, maybe it's unlocked. I should just open the door and try to grab some cliff bars. So it's cool. No. Abby told me they're cliff bars. What you should do, <laughs> what you should do is just wait for it to start riding down the road and then you just mm-hmm. ride behind it. Yeah, because I got nothing to like do. Like, I got nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. So, the. Uh, the racing season. We're a month out from the tour. Yeah, um, it's so far away. After the after the um, the prem lap coming up here, we're going to be talking about Dirty Kanza. We've got some other. Uh, we've got a great segment about um, movie sequels that uh, is going to be too so amazing you don't want to miss it. Movie sequel corner, and then. Um, but <laughs> we're a month out of the Tour de France, so let's make our predictions mm-hmm. of what's going to happen in the okay. Tour de France in one month. So, do any of oh, you want to go first? Because that because we're mid tour of Switzerland's right now, so we so we're like, yeah. we're making predictions oh before shit gets real this week, so we can even yeah. see next week how wrong we are. Yeah, in and a sense. Peter Sagan won today. Yeah. yeah, in Switzerland. Okay, so you want GC? And more importantly, in? Nathan Haas was third. Yeah, just just want to say. Yeah, that. that's okay. the best Haas is ever going to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's pretty good. It's good result. Uh, um, Tim, you want GC predictions? So you're wondering, you think? Yeah, let's. I mean, Chris Froome's gonna win. Know, He's gonna get first, second, and third. Wow, you get you're calling your shot again. Yeah. So just Chris Froome on the entire podium, the uh, the Froome bot, and then versions one point one, one point two. All right, my prediction is that uh, Nairo and Lando are gonna go one two in a Movistar <laughs> oh, um, top step. Coming. And then Amador and Valverde are both going to be in the top 10. Movistar is coming guns loaded. Um, they're coming on fire. Amador's, they're going to be, no. they're going to be pour- pouring gas on the entire party. And they're just going to 
light it up and just tear it up with four in the top ten with Nairo <laughs> and Linda winning. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I th- I think little guy might be onto something. I think uh, should he start a month out? We still don't hundred percent know, but it looks like Froome's going to start, and I don't see uh, him losing. And uh, if for some reason he's not there, I'm going to go with Nabali because he's sneaky and always good at the tour. Yeah, it looks like Froome probably will win, which, I mean, I like Froome, and I've, I've said that. But um, I think it will be a bummer if he races just because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just going to be hearing about it yeah. for yeah, forever. Yeah, that's true. It'll never end. Maybe there'll be a surprise. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, Switzerland this week, we'll see who's good, who else is good. Because there's a bunch of GC guys who we haven't seen anything from for month, month and a half, like Kelderman and Chriswick and all these like weird outsider guys. One one of them could be flying this year. Malema. Where's- who knows? Maybe Dan Martin will actually like pull it off. Yeah. Could be. Maybe. There's a time trial though, right? Maybe he'll actually do something. And there is, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and, but maybe Froome and Garrett Thomas will butt heads and like totally uh, get in a fist fight in the bus, mm-hmm. and then Sky will fall apart. Oh Who my knows? God, can mm. you imagine what that would mean for book sales? I hope that <laughs> happens. But then that okay. literally happened with Wiggins and Froome. Yeah. They did have a fist. It's fight? Gonna happen all of. Oh yeah, they got in a fist fight in the bus. Really? That's the that's the r- rumor on the street. I mean, I can't confirm. Right. That makes but sense. But I can also not deny. Who do you think would win that? that happened. Well, Wiggins because he's Wait, got I that protection. Like Froome, the sideburns. No. You can't punch him in the side. He can't Wait, feel you, it. Abby, you think Froome was going to beat up w- Wiggins? Is I mean, no, Wiggins would totally win. Wiggins is scrappy. Yeah, he's a former yeah. track racer too. You know, he's Wiggins got... like has something to prove, and Froome is just Froome. Yeah. Well, at that point, yeah, yeah Froome was Froome was like ascendant you know i mean he kind of he didn't have anything to prove in the same way that wiggins did i literally can't even think of any other gc riders <laughs> is that bad no i mean it is sort of it does i feel like a lot of them have been hiding this year leading up to this point yeah, i'm i'm excited to see um how yates does because he's he's getting steadily better and better like he was good in california he was good at dauphine yeah. maybe Yates, yeah. Yates on the podium. I'm calling it. Podium Yates. Nice. All, right. All right, podium Yates. You don't have to uh, tell us which Yates because we're just going to assume you mean Simon Adam. 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 Yep. Nice. All right, and with that, let's get right into the prem lap. Remember and uh, yeah, enjoy your star ride podcast. So, we riding for health IQ this week? We certainly are riding for health IQ this week, little guy. Excellent, just like every week. Awesome. Uh, health IQ is a life insurance company, um, they uh. Uh, promote health conscious lifestyles through financial rewards. Um, they support this podcast because they know our listeners are 
financially responsible and healthy people um, who don't like to throw their money away, spending too much money on life insurance. Um, so if uh, if that sounds like you, uh, check out healthiq.com slash slow ride uh, to learn a little bit more. Check out their FAQs, get a free quote. Um, if you're riding your bike, doing your Strava, doing your Zwift, uh, doing your commutes to work, um, you could be saving money. Uh, they use all that stuff um, to advocate uh, uh, better prices for you on your behalf. So um, they do a lot of great stuff like um, forgive family history. They, they have all these great ways. You learn all about it on the website, um, healthiq.com slash slow ride. We would love it if you could go there and check them out. Um, you know, they... They are here uh, because you guys are you guys are uh, taking care of yourselves and and you can help take care of them and us uh, by checking out the link and uh, getting a quote. And the quiz is really fun. I went and took the quiz just because I wanted to quiz my knowledge of cycling. Yeah, it is fun. Are you are you elite? Yeah, I was. I, I did good. good. Did any of the questions um, stump you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you ride your bike. Yeah, um, I ride my bike a lot yeah. and fast. So. <laughs> that makes sense. It's it's well, great. Yeah, it it's a quiz, and they want to they want to make sure you know that you're not just faking the funk. But it's not that hard. Like you should be able to do it. Um, so you can find that quiz slash slow ride and uh, let me let us know how you do. Send us an email. And we'd also like to thank the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head out to wideanglepodium.com to find out more. That's a uh, way to find all the different cycling podcasts that are out there. Um, there's mm-hmm. some great ones, including uh, I, I really enjoy Laser Radio. I know I've talked about it before, but the history of American cycling I've, I've found to be an entertaining um, uh, podcast. Also, like Bike Shop CX and uh, Crosshairs, naturally. They just did a great roundup of the UCI mountain bike world cups that have been going on. So, um, check those out and little guy and I are going to be, uh, uh, recording here. Um, fairly soon. We've got some new, uh, new ideas. Uh, we've been reading some books. Yeah. So it's going to be like story time hour book with, uh, with Tim and little guy. Yeah. It's going to be good. We got to work on the title book report. But, hour, um, I think yeah, it's going to be an hour. Um, yeah. We're going to workshop that. Um, but yeah, lots of things to uh, to discuss. Yep. And we're not even going to be talking about the Thomas Decker book no. yet. I mean, no one sent it to us, though. Or at least me. So, anyway. Are you going to do Phil's book? Um, he hasn't sent me a copy. Yeah, yet. if he sends us a copy, maybe. But, I mean, I don't see it. <laughs> shush, shush. Hey, Phil, send us a copy. Yeah, Phil. Um, he's probably not listening to the podcast. But did I ever tell you, Abby, that I actually have a KOM over Phil Guyman? <laughs> In Uh-oh. Gainesville, um, because He's gonna have I'm to. pretty sure he uploaded his Strava data like after he became pro, but before he knew what Strava was, and someone created a segment, and I kind of motor paced behind someone on this road. Don't tell him, and then I have this KOM. So every now and then, I just remind him on Twitter. I don't think he likes that, but it's <laughs> like, hey. I see you down there, Phil, in second place. Someone I'm, created a segment. I swear it wasn't me. Someone. I swear. Yeah. I swear. It's yeah. out by the airport. I wouldn't have done it. Uh-huh. Um, what's whatever? You guys jump that, Spencer. Let's get back to the show because I'm not going to be accused of something <laughs> I didn't do on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm 
Simon, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Now we need to get into the important things that are going on in the world of cycling, because mm-hmm. we get emails all the time from our listeners, and we got one almost right away because we did not address it last week, and this one comes from Anthony Miller, who hits us up and says, illustrious slow ride board. What is your take on the Katie Keogh scandal? Did she break written or unwritten rules or just kick ass? Either way, I appreciate hearing her story. Thanks, Tokyo Tony in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Only a couple days left to get down here to the Tulsa Tough Festival. Mm. I have never done the Tulsa Tough Festival. It looks pretty awesome. I know you two have definitely never done it because you're not fast yeah. enough no. to even... W- Although Tulsa architecture, I'm sure, is pretty awesome at Oral Roberts University and the weird hands it's and all that. It's crazy. But, yeah. I've been there. So. Um, Abby, have you ever been to Tulsa for the Tulsa Tough? I have not. It is definitely on my list of okay. races that I want to do before I quit. Cool. I really want to go to it. It looks, it looks like a great party. It looks like the way that crit racing quote-unquote, used to be whenever I hear the old-timers talk about, like, oh, the Kenwood crit in Minneapolis in 83, Lance Armstrong, or Greg LeMond showed up with Nelson Vales. It was a party in the streets. And then I see the pictures of Tulsa Tough, and I'm like, that yeah. looks like a party in the streets. What is it, Crybaby Hill or whatever? Yeah, Crybaby Hill, the race that happens on Sunday, on the last day, just looks completely insane. How, ma- how many races is Tulsa Tough? Do we know? It's three crits. Three crits? It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's no way to know, Tim. No, it's well, it's actually uh, never been documented. Oh, wow. That's what makes it so <laughs> magical. Let's get to it. Katie Keogh, the controversy at the Dirty Kanza. Um, more or less, the controversy is that her husband, Luke Keogh, uh, worked with her during the race, right? I think that would be the, the easiest way to, to break it down. The question is, do you interpret that working together as cheating because Katie is in the, the women's race and uh, Luke is in the men's race. I have heard um, and seen on Twitter various comments that perhaps there is some pushing up hills. That seems like hearsay to me. I haven't really like seen any of like that type of like you know direct uh, um, communication mm-hmm. from people that saw it. But I will say, well, let's put it out there. I'm not fast enough to ever be in that situation. I've been in a situation where I'm a cat three and then in the women's one, two race in cyclocross, they were always uh, starting with us, which I always felt was kind of rude. Instead of getting a clear track in front of the cat threes, they would always, uh, the women were always forced to start with us. And then it just kind of messed up their entire race. And the women would always blow past me. That was my only like interaction I've ever had with the men's and women's fields combined. So yeah. I don't really have much to say other than that. It doesn't seem bad to me what what they did. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, it seems normal. I I was with uh, Caroline Manny or whatever her name is, who used to ride for Raleigh at Almanzo a couple years ago. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I was cheating as I hung on for dear life as she ripped my legs <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> I felt like I was trying to survive, and I felt like I was trying as hard as I possibly could to take one pull over like a 30 minute period um just so i wasn't the biggest goon in the in the group that was just sitting on her wheel um so and then i cracked so that was i don't think that was cheating i don't know no it doesn't seem like it um you know i i guess if you start everybody together in a big mass start no matter what category you're in 
then, you know, I would just assume all bets are off. Like, doesn't matter where you are, who you're working with, or what group you end up in. Like, you know, um, that would be that would be my take. And then on top of that, like gravel racing is just kind of it doesn't it doesn't have rules, you know, really. So those are our three expert opinions. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I think like they started them all together. Like why not? Why would they not all be able to work together at that point? And yeah. from what I've heard, everything that I've gathered um, while observing the controversy is that Katie made her, um, like distance the other women in the first like 75 miles or something. Mm -hmm. And she was, she just hung on to the front group of guys, which is so impressive. I mean, like, I, I'm just like impressed that she was able to do this. I haven't heard anything about being pushed up hills, which I know Katie. And I know for a fact that if anyone tried to push that girl up a hill, she would lose it. Like she would be like, stop touching me. Let me do this. I can do this. And I think that, like, I think it started out as, like, a, I don't know, like a sore loser type situation and got blown out of proportion. Because seriously, it's such an impressive thing she was able to do. She peed her pants twice and vomited. No, wait. She vomited and peed her pants. Twice she vomited. I don't know. I don't know the specifics. But, like, she, she wrote her heart out. And, like, she said in an interview that, her and Luke just went there. I mean, Luke got hit by a car earlier this year yep. and was and broke like every bone in his body. And he, he's like only been back riding for a month. So they went to do this as like a fun couple experience, which I feel like is just insanity. Because if Tom's went, Tom's and I went and do that, <laughs> we would need therapy afterwards. <laughs> and like, forget a race. If we just tried to ride 200 miles together, we would need therapy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm personally just impressed. Like, I just think haters going to hate and yeah. it really sucks because it's taking away from the incredible achievement that Katie did. Yeah. Like all of this crap and all this yeah. controversy is just taking away from Katie's amazing ride. And I, so I'm just like bummed looking oh, yeah. at all the, and we're, it's just it bums right. me out. I'm like, oh man, guys, and we're Katie's uh, amazing. We're, we're perpetuating it by even having the conversation. Like, I respect that and understand that. I, to me, I'm. Oh yeah, but you know, I think that all the coverage I've heard about the the controversy is not once have they said like, no, this is actually a really impressive thing that Katie did. Yeah, it's all been like okay. what other people said, and it hasn't. Uh, it's just like nobody said like, holy crap. Right. What a ride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, I think, and, yeah. For, for me, the, um, I, it's definitely something that got blown out of proportion, right? And then the, yeah. the internet keyboard warriors, um, of the world get involved and start going on the whole like rules and all this other things. And you're like, first off, but there are no rules. <laughs> fantastic job. Seems like yeah. something got blown out of proportion from what the, you know, original intent of the, um, you know, like what, quote unquote started any controversy to me it seemed like she did a pretty awesome job so congratulations and then i do think that this leads into a different conversation so we can like bookmark that as far as or kind of close the book like she did an awesome job i as the official tribunal of gravel racing (laughs) rules if everyone starts together Mm -hmm. therefore there's no category there's There's no category category. you all start together yeah so congratulations that's awesome 
to I get. I mean, so she wasn't the only person, the the only female who was at this race with their significant other riding with them. Yeah, I would just like like no, someone yeah. else was on the podium with a guy that she brought to the race specifically to pace her. Yeah, just saying. Well, nice. I mean, right? That's the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, sure. as far as I'm concerned, like, like go have some fun. I couldn't. You're I all in it together. Yeah, I couldn't hang on on Luke Keo's wheel for 200 miles, <laughs> and I couldn't hang on Katie's wheel for 200 that miles. That was the, you know, the like, best tweet that came out of this uh, whole thing. Was Luke tweeted at the girl who started the whole controversy and was like, "You are more than welcome to sit on my yeah. wheel." <laughs> yeah, good luck. Well, I, and, I mean, I guess funny. at the yeah at the end of the day, like that's what it comes down to right like even if you think it's not fair uh that she gets away with the with that front group of dudes like you could certainly just also make that front group you know yeah like yeah i mean Uh, shout out to yeah the all the women that were in the you know that finished fantastic the top four or five that were i mean the top four i believe were like 20 minutes clear i mean they are heads and shoulders uh, you know that field very uh very strong so yes now the other controversy that this like kind of spearheads and then it gets into like you know the kabush with the arrow bars and all of this like there should be rules there shouldn't be rules there should be sanctions it's like it's up to the promoter as far as i'm concerned so all of this like there needs to be rules on who gets to do what and you're like well no it's what the promoter decides the promoter says you could do gravel arrow bars go ahead do gravel arrow bars there's no like uh... booklet my favorite take I think that I saw on Twitter was um, was people saying that uh, Dirty Kanza has now jumped the shark. That like you know this this whole thing finally tipped it over the edge, <laughs> where this this race has been getting like over a thousand people for for years now. Like like it hasn't just blown up from what it used to be. Anyway, yeah, it's just- I feel like if you if you're gonna like you don't have to show up to this event to race right like you don't have to show up with arrow bar like if you want to show up and you want to win like maybe you should have arrow bars but like if you're just going there for the experience like you don't need arrow bars you can just not have arrow how many people do dirty kanza with not the intent to win right like the the challenge like that's what makes it so great is the personal challenge of uh finishing and so we we get so yeah and katie and luke like one thing Katie said she the intention wasn't to go win. That was not the plan at all. It was just supposed to be a fun couple experience. Man, for two completely insane people. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, that's a <laughs> little guy. We should go do it on definition. a tandem. Oh my god. Uh, okay. There would be no wow. podcast anymore. Probably not. Yeah. Two dead bodies. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I would be a permanent fixture in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new Spencer Abbey show. It's, it sounds pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, Spencer. Yes. This this next segment was all yours. This this next segment came out of the brain of um, podcast superstar Spencer Howe. So why mm-hmm. don't you go ahead and explain it? Because I already have my entry ready. So. What we've got here is a, a brand new segment on the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, we are well known for our amazing, amazing corners. Uh, we've got another corner. It is the sequel corner. And dun, 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 I know dun. you're thinking, sequel corner, that doesn't make any sense. What are you referring to? And of course, I'm referring to movies. You know, like you go see in the theater. Anyway, part one, part two, you got that. Um 
But how this ties into cycling is I was thinking about uh, the Tour de France coming up. We're, we're one month out. And I was I was trying to, you know, predict what would happen. What do I how do I think this is gonna play out? And I was thinking back to the Giro d'Italia, which had just happened, and being like, okay, this race played out this way. It was pretty good, you know, it was exciting, it, it had a big plot twist at the end, uh, left me wanting more. And that more is the Tour de France. So if you think of the Giro as the original movie and the Tour de France as the sequel, how do you think, like what sequel is this Tour de France going to be? Like what was the Giro and what is the Tour going to be? Do you know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) I mean, you did such a great job explaining it that I totally understand what you mean. Excellent. Abby, do you want to go first here? I will totally go first. So I guess what it comes down to is, do you think the tours, yeah, is it going to be like a, a, a blockbuster uh, follow-up? Is it going to be a letdown? Like, you know, like let's let's hear your uh, your opinions on these things. Okay, so this could go one of two ways. The first way that this could go is the more probable, and that is the Pirates of the Caribbean Ooh. effect. Oh, no. Where the first movie was, you know, you saw the trailer, you were like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. might be a good movie. Who knows? You go, it's like a freaking amazing movie. You're like, wow, that movie was incredible. I could watch that movie every day for the rest of my life and I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come out with a sequel and you're like, oh, cool, a sequel. And you go see it and you walk out of the theater and you're like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they ruined every single character. They ruined the whole plot. I never even want to see the first one again because, yeah. like, when people die, aren't they supposed to be dead? Like, you can't just come back to life. You can't just come back and, you know, mm-hmm. do everything all over again. Mm-hmm. So that that's the first one. That's the first way it could go. Okay. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. To, do we have any no, comments well, on that's this? That's the first way. Well, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, my question to you, Abby, is who's Johnny Depp in this situation? <laughs> oh, man, I kind of want to say Doom Alon. Okay. That makes um, sense. Yeah. That that, right. that tracks. Back from the dead, right? You know? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited also to hear your second way yeah, that this could go. But I, I'm all in on the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, movie sequel because I totally agree. I think they've made like four of them now, right? I mean, they, uh, yeah, oh God, at least. I mean, I've been on oh, the ride kept several going, times, and they are all bad. They are all <laughs> real bad, like real bad. Yeah. They just keep getting worse, you and know, they keep making they, them. They can't stop. You know what's though. not bad? It's a deal with the devil. You know what's uh, not bad, Abby? What? Tim? I don't know. The Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ride at Disney World. You should go. <laughs> oh, I have been. a fast. Pass. I, I was about to start coming out with things that aren't bad. Halo top. <laughs> Is not bad. That's Burgers true. aren't bad. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. The second way that this could go uh-huh. is the Deadpool effect. So the first one was pretty incredible. Nobody nobody knew it was going to be that good. It was really good. They probably didn't need to have a sequel. And when they started like promoting the sequel, it was like, do you guys really need a sequel? Like... The yeah. first one was really good. You wanted like risk it and have a sequel. Yeah. And then the second one came out and they 
apparently when they were brainstorming coming up with the second one, they all got, they all sat down and they were like, this ridiculous thing that we're doing, let's just multiply it by a billion and make it that much more ridiculous. And the second movie was way over the top and just like so entertaining. (laughs) So that's the second way it could go is that the Jiro was like a little bit ridiculous. Like when you think about what happened, I was like sitting there watching the, like the last couple stages. And I was like, is this scripted? Like, yeah. Did they script this race? Because it's so ridiculous. How could it possibly be true? And I think that maybe they might just roll with it. And the tour might be insane because it's like all okay. these guys who are like, Froome's not coming. Like, Froome's doing the Giro Tour double. He's going to be tired. I can win the tour. And that's why we haven't seen all of these GC contenders. And they're all going to come out of the woodwork. And they're all going to be flying. Mm-hmm. And then Dumoulin's like, oh, man, I'm on the upward slope. I'm going to come back. And then, like, Yates is coming back. And you're like, oh, man, it's going to be completely insane. It's going to be insanity. I so, like I like this idea. Um, my only... I just hope that the the tour becomes as meta as the Deadpool films do, right? Yeah, like like kind of the amazing. like I, I expect Chris Froome when he's in the breakaway, you know, taking thirty three minutes on stage seven at the tour to like look at the camera and give a little like, this is what's going on right now, you know, kind of yeah. uh, interaction. But I I like the Deadpool one. I Pirates Caribbean's good because it's the diminishing returns of sequels, right? Yeah. Where Deadpool mm, yes. two, they know exactly what it is. Let's make it that much, like, let's really just light the fire on it, yeah. which is pretty yeah. much what's going to happen at the tour. So kudos yeah. on my end for both of yours. Uh, what do you think, pretty little good. guy? Pretty good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else I can add to that. <laughs> so, little guy, since you're still researching your movie. Yeah, I'm still um, trying Spencer, to decide. Uh, this is your segment. You could probably go last. So I'll go next. Um, okay. My movie sequel, and it's, it's very rudimentary. But here's why. It's really long. So the tour, Grand Tour is three weeks, yep. one week too long, right? Like, w- at least the tour <laughs> is shortening it up a little bit on one stage, but mm-hmm. they're a little bit too long. And also, as witness at the Giro, you already know the ending before you go to the movie. <laughs> like, like, it was yeah. a great movie. Things were awesome. You have a nice young upstart taking the lead, looking good in pink. Yates, you know, things, mm-hmm. things really going his way. And actually in years past, you've, you've had this, um, kind of, you know, with Christwick going into the, uh, snowbank. So you have these, um, you know, things looking really good, but you still know how it's going to end. And so therefore my movie and the sequel is going to be the Titanic. You have Yates is played by, um, DiCaprio and you're like, Oh wait, how can there be a sequel to the Titanic? Because yeah. uh-huh. everyone dies, right? That's a good point. Yeah. It's cycling. We watch them eat their own all the time, and we continue to watch the race every other month. It's ridiculous. How many times do we have to watch the boat sink before we're like, oh, I forgot about that. I'm going to watch the boat again. So they could make a Titanic 2, and instead of getting hit by an um, iceberg, tidal wave. Ooh, mm. didn't see that coming, but you kind of did. Be- maybe it could be like the Edmund Fitzgerald, and it breaks on the um, the shores of the um, of the uh, uh, Lake Superior. Little guy, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Tell me you would not want to see the sequel of the Titanic because you know how it's going to end. Everyone dies. Yeah. They're eating their yold, and you know there you go. I guess <laughs> I want to see a sequel of a movie I already know that's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, there's. Uh, 
Tim, that makes absolutely no sense. And all of the sense at the same time, yeah. which is, is impressive. Froom's the captain of the ship going down. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, there he is again. And it's kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean aspect. They're like, oh, well, sure, he's going to hit the iceberg again. Sure. So not so much a sequel as like, since there's no Titanic sequel, it doesn't exist. But like you watch Yet. Titanic over and over and over and over, even though you know the ending. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little Groundhog's kind of. Day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. <laughs> maybe I, I should have picked. Maybe I should have picked Groundhog's Day. Man, no, I mean, there's no, workshop Titanic this. was good because Titanic <laughs> has like all the elements. It's funny. There's romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I'll, a classic. So you keep watching yeah. it over and over and over. So like it's one of those movies you can keep watching over and over and over, even though, you know, the ending. I'll never yeah. let go, George. I'll never let go. <laughs> I don't know. There's what? totally room on the thing for him. I know. There's, <sighs> <so much room. laughs> there's, there's extra room on the podium for for two sky riders it's true no oh, there's God. definitely extra room up there does this mean i have to go i only learned about this right before the show yeah. started so i haven't had a lot of time to research so um whew, all right. i mean you could just say lethal weapon it's fine i was <laughs> thinking of saying lethal weapon too because that's solid you got the uh you got the uh um whatever you got the uh you got the race of south africans or whatever the apartheid regime thing going on um which is funny to watch when now you know that Mel Gibson's a total racist, so you watch it now and you're like, I just don't buy that he really cares that much. But no, I, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with. I forgot about the plot of Lethal Weapon too. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me, little guy. Um, it's great, and they blow up a house and stuff. I mean, it's Lethal Weapon too. What can go wrong? I don't think you see Mel Gibson's butt though, so I think that's where the movie falls short, and um, from the first one, um. I was going to go with uh, After the Thin Man, um, kind of for the same reason uh, Tim was saying, just in that you kind of you kind of know what's going to happen. If you've seen the first Thin Man film, you love it. It's funny. You know they're going to solve the mystery. You know the cute little dog's going to do something funny, and you know that uh, uh, Nora, Nick's wife, is going to be really the smarter of the two. Um, as he just bumbly drinks his way through everything. And uh, it follows all those plot points, and it's exactly what you want out of a 1930s comedy about two people that drink a lot and solve mysteries. Wow. Right. Now, you got, I'm assuming none of you have seen any of the th- any of the Thin Man movies. Um, Thin Man, I, unbelievably I watch it on hilarious. the Criterion Collection all out. the time. All right. I'll, wow. put that on, I'll put it on the Netflix list. But it's... It's this in the same way that like you, <laughs> you got to ex- go to the library for that one. Spencer. It's, it's not on Netflix. <laughs> it's definitely not on Netflix. It's on Film no. Forum. It's I know on that. Hulu. It's not on Hulu. I don't think it's on Film Forum. I know that. So okay, I'll check that. All out. Right, the, All right, the Thin Man. Wow, it's um, pretty good. I I thought, seen the thin I man. thought Spencer should be into the Thin Man. You, Spencer, I know you're a Dashiell Hammett fan. I am. No, I'm familiar with the story. I have not seen the movie. All right. Um, big Dashiell Hammett fan though. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had you pegged for Lethal Weapon, uh, Lethal Weapon 2, little guy. I know, uh, it's <laughs> I almost kind of went an that open way. book I'm there. I'm going to mix it up. <laughs> uh, sorry to, sorry to call your shot there. Uh, if, uh, if I did step on any toes. No, that's um, okay. I was, I tried to pivot, you know, to make it a little more interesting. Yeah. But no, you get, you did great. All of you did great. This is, these were great answers. I was expecting a few, uh, a few, 
you know, for sure answers and nobody, nobody gave them, nobody gave the, uh, back to the future too, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, nobody gave, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, any of the trilogy there. Um, I thought those could, could fit pretty well. Um, it is a three grand tour season. I suppose the trilogies are the way to really go. I mean, yeah. I, you this know. just makes me want to like have an Indiana Jones movie night yeah. now. Maybe we could do that. I haven't seen those movies in so long. God, those movies are so good. And Lethal Weapon. They are pretty good. I haven't seen Le- Lethal uh, Weapon. It's kind of stupid it's and It's not pointless. worth it. It's not as good as Indiana Jones. Um, but uh, so, you know, my idea, I was trying to think of some, some not quite as deep a cut as Little Guys, um, but, you know, something, something like, you know, wasn't the first thing that jumped to your mind. Um, but at the end of the day, what I came up with was probably maybe one of the biggest sequels that has ever existed uh, in, in our lifetimes, probably, which is Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. um, and Star Wars. Uh, I, th- I thought the the Giro was great. It, it was exciting. It, it You thought it was going to go one way. It turned a different way. Like, it ended up like just how you thought it would in the end, even though it didn't seem like it was going to from the start, uh, a lot of plot twists and turns, and it kind of, uh, leaves you hungry for the next step in the story, right? Like it, it definitely left you hanging. Um, and I think much like empire strikes back, it's not the tour is going to, we're, we're going to very, there's going to be a lot of anticipation, right? And it's going to be bigger budget. It's going to be, you know, more special effects. It's going to be all the things that we're waiting for. And new characters. Yeah. yeah we're going to get some new, some new protagonists, some new antagonists. And, um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you know, the, the, the hero of this story was going to be Froome is going to, is going to come out victorious in the end. See the but, hero. Yes. Okay. He's, I mean, he's, I understand that, but hero. I mean, he's kind of the Death Star too, because every Star Wars movie now is like blah 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 stuff, and well, then they're yes. like, "Guess what? They're building another Death Star," and it's like every year you're that's, like, "Guess what? Froom's fast again." Dun, dun, dun. That's, yeah, that's maybe he's Anakin. No, Froom is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, he's, oh, no. He's, he's not in that movie, Tim. But so no. the end of Empire Strikes Back, it, it the Empire sort of ends with the upper hand in yeah. that. And I think Sky is going to win and they're going to have the upper hand. Um but Froom has the power to change history and uh is, I, is, we'll see we'll see if he does it. Um I don't know if like you know maybe uh, uh NBC hires George Hincapie as a sideline reporter and he reveals to Froom <laughs> that he's his father, something like that. I'm Aww, not sure how this part is going to play yeah. out, but uh no. I th- I think it's going to be a blockbuster. We're gonna they, we're gonna love it, but it's gonna leave us scratching our heads for a while until we figure it out. Like we can really flesh this one out just a little bit. First off, Dave Brailsford is obviously Job of the Hut. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think who I see. I, I would think that Froome isn't the hero. I would think Froome is Han Solo because he gets frozen in carbonite because his samples are probably frozen right now, and so okay. we're waiting for that to be like thawed out. You don't think G is Han Solo? You cannot. G is Han You Solo. cannot hate on Froome and then compare him to Han Solo, <laughs> the most amazing movie character that's ever happened in the history of ever. Yeah. Ever. Or, or and then mixing it up. And then I don't know who um, Lando Calrissian is. But I do like to think it's Garrett Thomas because no. he turns on him in the end. 
You know, yeah. like yeah. so maybe Froom is Han Solo. It could be. I I no? I. I feel like Froome would be Luke Skywalker because he's like a character. He's like the main character, but you're kind of like, oh, man, like, yeah. do I like you? Yeah, do I not like and you? He seems I don't really know. Nice. I haven't decided. Okay. Yeah, he seems fine. Like on the outside, you're like, yeah, this guy's good. But like he's tempted by the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's... some there's a little bit of dark side dabble. So, I mean, I don't know. Okay. He's definitely not Han Solo. I would say Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so who's, who's okay, Chewbacca? No, you can then? have your opinion. Who's the hairiest rider on Sky? Do we have a Harry um, Rider on Sky take that we could make here? I mean, for sure, Teo is not yeah. the hairiest, but I feel like Teo would be Chewbacca right now just because he's <laughs> just like... a lovable character. Like, he could be an Ewok. Yeah, he's a super lovable character. That you're like, man, or he's R2-D2. Yeah. And then when oh, it there gets you go. To, and then it. when it gets to uh, Return of the Jedi, the Sarlacc pit is, um, is Wada, and it's trying to get Luke Skywalker, but he somehow gets out of it. Like, Froome's like, oh, I'm not going to go in there. And then all of a sudden, Boba Fett, the greatest character in all of the movies, all of a sudden just dies because <laughs> accidentally his rocket pack goes off. I really don't understand the the love that people have for Boba Fett. <laughs> I don't get it. He's getting his own movie, but why? I mean, he's getting his own movie because it's money. Have you, have, you seen the solo, have you seen the solo movie? Yeah, no. I loved it. Was it good? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's on my list. I mean, it's like... It, like if you go into it with no expectations, <laughs> you'll walk out super amped. How do you go into okay, a Star okay, Wars movie with no expectations? That's like starting the tour and being like, "Oh, I kind of don't really care what happens at all. I, I kind of don't expect anything." You have to go into a, all of the new Star Wars movies. You have to go in with no expectation, or else you're going to be disappointed. I go in with very low expectations after the prequels. I mean, like I expect to be leaving early. I make plans to leave early i booked like a dinner date like midway through the movie and then i'm just like i surprisingly i'm texting i'm like i guess i have to cancel i can't believe it so i have an opinion that might get me kicked off this podcast but i actually really enjoyed the most recent indiana jones with shia labeouf oh my gosh Mm. shia getting love because the kingdom of crystal skulls or whatever something like that i never because Because every time I go to a movie, I just kind of like throw out any kind of like the only movies I ever went and saw with high expectations were the Hobbit movies. And I was so disappointed that I may have cried myself to sleep for years. So you're suspending disbelief when you go in to see any movie. And that's a good plan. Okay, real quick of the Indiana Jones movies. Rank them one through four. This is going to (laughs) determine if you're still on the podcast. (laughs) I don't even remember the names of all of them. Okay, just, you know, the one with Sean Connery as the dad, right? Oh, we've that got, was a good one. we got Crystal yeah. Skull. Like, he, he chose correct, you know? And then okay, you've got yeah, so... Snakes in the, the Ark, the Ooh. Lost Ark with the yep. Nazis. Yeah. And then you've got That's the... That's the first one, right? Yep, and then you've got the... Um... <laughs> Temple of Doom. Yeah, I don't Come remember. on, Temple of Doom. Temple Thank of you, Doom. Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going uh, one, three, two, four. Yeah, that okay. is correct. I think that I think most correct. people would say that's correct. But like most people, like people who are diehard Indiana Jones fans, like hated the fourth movie. That's fine. It made a lot of money for Disney. Yeah, but I was like standalone. <laughs> to be fair, that was the first Indiana Jones movie I ever saw, so I didn't know. Uh, but see, I liked know. it. I was like, you so, know what? This movie's all right. Abby, a lot of people on the podcast, mostly my co-hosts, really hate on me for living in Orlando because I like to go to Disney all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone to uh, Islands of Adventure. 
Okay, that's kind of cool, but that's universal. But at <laughs> <Yeah>. Disney, <laughs> there's an Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. You and Tom should totally come down. <laughs> we can <laughs> go to Epcot. We could just hang out. Uh. What if we go to the one in California, though? Because no. we might go there. <laughs> well, you guys have fun. Which one's better? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but actually, I've been bugging him about going to Orlando for so long because I want to go to Harry Potter World. It's pretty amazing. And he has never read the Harry Potter books. So for Christmas, I gave him a Kindle packed with all the Harry Potter books, which he blew through in like three weeks because he was like, these are amazing. And now he's totally obsessed with Harry Potter, like completely obsessed. He took an online quiz. He's a Hufflepuff. His, perfect, uh, his, Patronus is a beagle, so he decided for his. You know how like some of the cyclists have their own personal logos. Mm-hmm. Tom's is a beagle riding a bike because nice. that's his Patronus. Okay, oh, nice. so the odds of us coming to Orlando are pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> right. I need to, to get world. Tom's to get a beagle airbrushed onto his aero helmet. Can oh, we yeah. make this? Oh. That'd be awesome. This is the goal. Yeah, that would be All amazing. Right. Nothing makes you ride fast. Please make if that he happen. wins the national championships, I mean, they might let it happen. Perfect. Oh, That'd be sweet. That would be wonderful. I, mm. Spencer, great idea. Yes. Okay. And with that, we'd like to thank everybody listening to the Slow Ride podcast. I'd like to um, remind you to wave at all of your fellow cyclists. And most of all, go to healthiq.com slash slow ride to find out how to save money on your life insurance. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt, Minneapolis. This is Spencer in Boston. This is Abby in Boulder, Colorado. All right. We will see you guys on the Greenway. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePodcast.